0: Welcome to TLDR, the podcast with 100% more Keanu references. I'm Luke. I'm Tony. And we have just finished watching the Cyberpunk 2077 trailer from E3. Exciting times. Very exciting. You sound excited about it? <laughs> well, it,
1: it, it, it is a trailer. It's not a, like a gameplay. It doesn't tell anything about the game.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's like an exciting electronic movie. That's true. Well, clip. I mean, it could be in like the the Star Wars uh, Fallen Jedi gameplay trailer you watched, which was equally as interesting <laughs> as yes. before. But at uh, first, Cyberpunk looks amazing. The setting looks great, character design looks great. Yeah, I they've gone the the whole hog into the setting, which is weird. Yeah. Lots of um, body what's that that called? Like body modifications body and modifications, implants, and, yeah. You know, imbe- I love a love a bit like the implanted claws into the forearms or the yeah. classic maneuver. Yeah. Little wireless hacker chick. Yeah, that was cool when she hacked his own implants. Yeah, makes him put his claw away. That was very cool. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, loving all of that stuff. Not too keen on the um, Jesse Pinkman voiceover. Aaron Paul. Yeah, I never watched Breaking Bad, so that didn't bother me that much. You kind of think maybe it's like so the Keanu um, little diddy at the end. How do you feel about that? Like yeah, that bothered of, me more. Yeah, is that because you know, like Keanu? Like what's this? just interesting, like actors coming into video games. It's not the first time I've seen actors do voiceovers and be in in things, but Keanu's probably one of the biggest stars. But when you look this. at his movie credentials, it's actually quite appropriate. Oh, super appropriate. So, I mean he fits perfectly into this. Like A Scanner Darkly
1: you know? yeah. and the one with the dolphin. The cyber literally the cyberpunk movie with the dolphin. Oh,
0: what was that Jeez. one called?
1: Oh, no, no, no. Where he had the so memory drive, had the hard drive in his head, and
0: Johnny M- Johnny Mnemonic. Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic, yeah, absolutely uh, appropriate. And I mean, like being a cold hard killer in John Wick, yeah. Uh, even even uh, the Matrix is yeah, got a little bit of that Matrix. stuff going on yeah. as well, kind of thing. So, so like,
1: he is actually totally appropriate,
0: yeah, for that definitely for that setting. But it's kind of funny, like to see him kind of like just I pop know, up. Actually, Keanu Reeves, yeah, yeah like
1: oh, like at God. least Forrest Whitaker in Jedi Wars, Fallen or, Order. You know, he's actually the same
0: character that Frostwick is playing in a movie in a movie yes yeah, so it's not cuz that, that happens a lot i yeah. think and i'm thinking like i remember um uh, in uh, heavenly sword yes uh anatov Who's an actress? He went on to do some TV stuff and movies and stuff like that as well. But she wasn't as well known back then. Yeah. But then the bad guy was played by. I was hoping his name would come to me yeah, after no, I mentioned hasn't. the man uh, <laughs> Andy Circus. Oh, Andy Circus! Okay. He did the the mocap and stuff. And yep. I looked at him. I was okay. I know that voice. Yeah. And I kind of recognised the face because he did a good job of like you know making him look different kind of thing but it's still obviously and Andy once like s- you sort of see him kind yeah. of thing and he wasn't he'd not just come off the golem fame at that point he wasn't particularly well known yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peter Dinklage did uh, Destiny's yes. voiceover yeah. the ghost and he was fairly famous I suppose at the time because of Game of Thrones yep yeah. But I can't think of any other, like, real big name people who have been in the game, as you say, like, not because they were the voice or the you know, face like, of the movie, yeah, but because they were but, actually just a character in it, sort of Yeah. Thing, as a celebrity cameo kind of thing. I'm hoping he has, like, a at least a decent part, not, not just a bit part, like, it's still a sideline character, but a decently fleshed out, well done sort of thing. Yeah. I like Keanu Reeves. I'd be happy to hear him do a part of well, the game kind of thing.
1: There was, Patrick Stewart was in. Mm. Lands of Law, number one. What is that
0: even? I haven't uh, even heard of that. <laughs> so,
1: uh, I can't even know what they're called, you know, the where you have front view when you're walking down a grid, like Eye of the Beholder. Instead of a whole party of six, you just had one guy. Yeah, it was a right. really good game. It was great. It was very, very old. Yeah. But they cast Patrick Stewart because was, of his amazing voice. Was he famous back then? Yeah, yeah. He was been Captain Picard for, for like ages, 10 years. Kind of so, thing. No, seven, yeah, right. seven years, whatever it was.
0: I mean, he's now certainly as big as he was Keanu, big, But he, he was big back then as well. He was big back that's then. Crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah, right. Yeah. And they had, that was actually on the box that Patrick like, Stewart was so They the voice used him as a draw, yeah. draw card. Yeah, they used for him it. as a draw card. Yeah. Maybe
0: a couple more examples out there than I had seen. Kind yeah, of there's a few. Yeah. But then the, other, the thing I was
1: thinking when I was just going through it in my head is a lot of actors who did a character in a Game, then got some TV parts and then maybe increased their fame. Yep, they did the game first and then they got a bit more recognized afterwards. Like Force Unleashed, he got Battlestar Galactica, got a couple of movies. I can't even think what his name
0: is Aaron, something maybe. I can't oh, think what his name okay. is. He got a few, yeah, yeah. Well, um, it put you in the industry at the very least, yeah, you know, kind of thing. I think voice acting these days as well is getting a lot more. I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but like, it feels like it's more legitimised than it has been in the past, yes. kind of thing. Like, yes. I think voice acting has always was always relegated to being like a
1: yeah something that real actors couldn't get. You know, you know, kind you know of thing. you're a real actor. You know, you're not a real actor. You can only do voice. Yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. kind of thing. But I feel like there's a lot real more work. crossover now of actors yeah. doing voice stuff, and obviously voice actors pushing forward into doing.
1: Well, I'm just thinking um, the Old Republic, Carthunasi, who yeah. done actually a lot of voices for Bioware was. In Risky Business. He was one of oh, really? Tom Cruise's horrible friends in oh, Risky God. Business. Right, okay. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, so then probably, it's probably a lot of crossover there between voice actors, maybe in like B or D list actors, kind of thing. That's his name, yeah. Raphael oh. Sabage. Do you know that um, the voice actor for Samara from Mass Effect, Samara? The, the, Samara? Which one's? Oh, the uh, Justicar. The, the Justicar. Yes. She's uh, Billy Eilish's mother. Oh, really? <laughs> I did not know <laughs> this that. This is funny, just oh, a random.
1: And then you've got. Um, Dragon Age, The Witch, Oregon uh, um,
0: Yeah, yeah um, She's Ca- Claudia Black Claudia Black yes, She's done she's, stacks of stuff Yeah,
1: she's done stacks of stuff yep, And she's done yep. a lot of movies as well
0: And uh, 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 Alan Taduk? Yes, he's yeah, done yeah, stacks yes. of stuff as well. So there's definitely there's plenty of examples of this sort of happening. But I just I guess kind of kind of caught me because he's, Cause such he's a, huge. He's a yeah, he's a, movie a mega actor. star. He's a mega star. He's, yeah, he's yeah. an A list mega star. Well, he was. Thing. I'm not sure that he still is, but he definitely oh, I don't was. I mean, he's still super popular. I mean, people yeah. might like his movies, but John Wick has done well in the box office. So yeah, it has. He's well, they're three. Making <laughs> they made two they're making four. I think. Yeah, too Yeah, they are I think. making a fourth one. So as yeah. uh, far as I'm concerned, he's you know, as big as he can get, kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So anyway, and there a, 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 pops the, up at the end of Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk trailer. Looks so. Look, uh, maybe that's the thing as well. Like with Patrick Patrick Stewart example, right? You had to kind of put his face on the box because he wasn't in the game. When you see Keanu in the game, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In Cyberpunk, you well, know it's him, and like, that looks exactly yeah, like. Yeah, that's from ages so, ago. They didn't yeah, actually. Yeah. They didn't actually capture the actor's. It's a whole appearance other, like, just use their level going on, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. with the mocap getting better and better. A lot of that. Maybe that's part of the reason is because mocap's getting better. These actors can mm. actually act and have and that look, translated yeah. into the game, and they look like themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and they're actually acting in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I am oh, looking forward to that. I I'm really looking forward to seeing the character generation. If, I just want to walk around that city, man. I don't give a shit about anything else. <laughs> I'll just just wander and just look at that at just everything in that game. Yeah, it does. I look hope great. it's going to be just a visual feast, and just like Anthem. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I just had there's, to, had to twist the knife. There. One thing that's you know, uh, I guess it did. For what? For how much was there? Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of wrapping of cloth in Anthem, wasn't there? Really? Oh, no, there's no, there's no, there's no comparison there. I mean, Anthem was <laughs> as at uh, e3, I but there still like, needs to be gameplay behind the eye candy. Yeah, uh, that's the point yeah. I'm making. Yeah, yeah, true. No, 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 that's true. They definitely would like some some gameplay. I don't. Th- I think I suppose my my thing is that it'll I think it'll be decent enough regardless that I'll be happy enough to play a uh, a C rate game in an A plus world well and it'll have Gwent in it no doubt well it'll have something like Cyberpunk Gwent Gwent. yeah
1: 100%
0: oh oh, yeah no doubt there'll definitely be a mini game of like that thing in it yeah yeah, I, well, I mean they rolled. Went out into its own game. They've got to have aspirations of right, yeah. making the new mobile game based on the game that's in yeah. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. Definitely, yeah. definitely, uh, yeah. But Anthem was at E3. I think it was one booth out behind the dunny in <laughs> the back. But what was interesting? Uh, well, what was interesting was that it's Cataclysm. That no went there. <laughs> well, yeah, probably <laughs> that the Cataclysm reveal they did was just mediocre at best. Yeah. Uh, there's, it was one bullet point that should have been on a bullet point of twenty things that we're releasing in this content cycle, and yeah. that would have been fine. Just a oh, we're doing an event for two weeks of cataclysm, and yeah, this centerpiece thing that they're trying to make it out to be—it certainly is yeah. not. Uh, but then I saw this little clip of like someone interviewing uh, one of, one of the two lead guys. I think I don't know if it was um, uh, this Mark Dara yeah. and Matthew Laloid. Is that the other guy? Laidlaw, yeah, yeah. Laidlaw, it was yeah. one Mike, of those two. Mike Laidlaw, yeah, and he just spewed from his mouth this marketing, just oh. bleh, you know, like, oh, we hope Anthem will be a bright game in the future, and just so no disingenuous, no, uh, um, no acknowledgement of what was going on. And then compare that to the I watched the Bethesda announcement yeah. on Twitch, watch it live, and Todd Howard came out and made a couple of jokes about how they had a rough launch, it wasn't great, and that we can do better, kind of yeah. thing. And that I mean the whole presentation was basically saying you guys and I didn't like it. It's more corporate crap, but like mm-hmm. you people are the people that make everything worthwhile. Yeah. Like you, the fans, are what make it, and that's what they sort of hit you with constantly was yeah. it's all about you. All right, fair enough. So you're trying to, but just even the, uh, like being self aware and yeah, saying, making a joke about it. Yeah, There's a yeah, few yeah, jokes, yeah. I think, in the background, like where they're flashing up images. There was a few things in there, I think, that um, I don't remember now, but I'm like, oh, that's a reference to things that were Probably bad good. or jokey yeah. or memey or whatever kind yeah. of in it. So that was good that at least Bethesda are trying to acknowledge that we didn't do good. But yeah, a bit think, of
1: self-deprecation goes a long way. Yeah,
0: it does. Yeah. What, what goes even better is if they don't do that again. Yes, yes. They learn from their mistakes. Mistakes, you know, actually, it's fine to joke yeah. about it, but actually like learn, yeah, learn from, from them yeah. and then we'll be, be good. So uh, they announced um, a lot of mobile games at their oh. announcement. Yeah, like an ESO one, um, a new Commander Keen. game based on Commander Keen's two kids. It looked pretty funny and jokey, a cartoony kind of thing, but, like, again, another mobile game. And it's very interesting. Every time a mobile game got mentioned, no reaction from the audience. Oh, that's great. It was pretty quiet. I'm like, again, you guys are pitching mobile games to not the mobile game audience. Like, they all may play them and may enjoy them, but they're not coming to E3 to hear about the latest card game from Elder Scrolls. Like, they just... It's going to
1: cost them thirty six cents every time they want to get
0: a play a new car. Yeah, like we all know what those games are for and why you're doing them. We're not silly because we're like we're fans. We're at E3. Come on, yeah, like yeah. so that was very nice. They're going to announce they announce a streaming service. Oh, so 2020 is going to be the year of the streaming services because Google's got one. Stadia, Xbox announced their streaming service or uh, more details on it now. Bethesda's got one you got to think EA's probably got one in the pipeline yeah, as well kind of thing. So that'll be interesting to hear how that all plays out. Yeah. I'm not super convinced on it, to be honest, both on usability and on what it means to own and play games in the future. Yeah,
1: because you think if you're a company that just does a streaming service, you'll make that streaming service as possibly as good as it can possibly get. Mm. Whereas if you're a game company – and you've got a streaming service as an add-on, you're just trying to cash in on
0: streaming services success. Yeah. And your streaming service is probably going to be pretty crappy, actually. And it's going to be a, an ongoing fee. Yeah. You know? So how many... It's going to be like, I think, a replication of what we're seeing in the TV space where we had... Well, you. we didn't have too much of this, but America had a lot of cable TV. Yeah. And you pay for cable TV package. We got Foxtel here as well, you know? Yeah. And then you got Netflix, which had kind of everything... And now every content maker is pulling yeah, that yeah, off yeah. Netflix and making their own streaming services. So now you need to subscribe to six different things to get the shows you want to watch, <sighs> which yeah. just is not great. And now same thing with games. Do I have to sub to how many services? Yeah, is Steam going to yeah. have its own streaming service? What does this mean for indie developers? How do they get their stuff on streaming? I don't know. It's a yeah. whole. It's a whole new thing. I don't know. If it's going to be better or worse for us in the end. We'll have to see how it plays yes, out. Yes. Yeah. Kind of thing. Anyway. So the other thing that I did, obviously it was new. Fallout seventy six content, yeah. Uh, so, Wastelander is the new name for their content release this time around. Okay, uh, they did announce a battle royale, Nuclear Winter. Yes, you yes, said it was that. Dardaman, yeah. They came to be true. Yeah. It looks interesting. It looks more like, um, well, the, the they pitched it as kind of like the whole Fallout experience in twenty minutes. Oh, is the idea? Okay. So you start off. Everyone starts off at level zero. Um, well, with yeah. you bring your stuff. From adventure mode over, but it's all level zeroed. Okay, from what I gathered from what I was reading. But then when you kill things like creatures in the world, like scorch beasts or whatever, yep. instead of dropping like just an armor piece, you'll get an armor set. Yeah, so it'll be like a quicker upgrades. Yep. Yep. You can deploy your camp in battle royale as well and build things in your Ooh. camp. Apparently, so more like Fortnite battle royale than say like like uh, Apex Legends yep. battle royale. Yeah. Uh, and yeah you fight in the in the tightening sphincter of death until one player stands and yep. you become overseer of vault 51 which, ah. is, which is the um the story behind There's it story is that it, that, that yeah. zax uh yeah zax has taken over the vault um ousted the out, the overseer i think the overseer smuggled himself out actually on a crate <laughs> uh <laughs> Because there's a few there's a few um, holotapes in the world now, yeah. And so you hear him like emerge from this crate after being in there. Didn't know he was going to survive or not. And he yep. tries to make his way to Vault seventy six, but dies before he reaches the vault itself. Oh. Um, to try to well, he would have got there. No one would have been there because the vault was still closed. Yeah, so yep. I don't know what he would have done when he arrived. Uh, but now Zach controls Vault fifty one, and so it's a new mode, just a, another one. So now when you pick to load the game, it'll be adventure, yeah, yeah, survival, yep. and nuclear and winter. Nuclear winter. So they're doing a free week of Fallout seventy six, and they're previewing Nuclear Winter all throughout time as well. So okay, that, that's really good. I think just for the health of the gaming, any people interested, come and try yeah. it out. If you like yeah. battle royale, maybe this one will do it for you. I don't really see how. No, to be honest, are. I don't find that. I don't know that the experience of people who like battle royale are going to pick up the Fallout experience. Yeah, I don't.
1: I, it seems mm, an mm, odd combination. Yeah,
0: mm, but who knows? Mm, stranger things have happened. Indeed, indeed, they they did also released a couple of um new combat updates i think in relation to the battle royale where like you got damage floaties now which is great because i can tell how much damage i'm doing which is amazing uh and just things like you can run and it will cancel animations and reloading guns and sightings faster and just because when i played like something like elysium um one of the ring of, of rise of elysium one of the Battle Royales, yeah. just slick. You know, yeah. the whole thing is so, changing guns is slick, looking at sights is slick, the yeah. whole, you yeah. know, which Fallout is not. not. So right. this helps bring it <laughs> closer to being that kind yeah. of slickness with it. So uh, that'll be interesting. I don't think they announced anything else in the trailer for it. It was just pretty much that and just saying, oh, we love everyone. You make mm-hmm. the game, you make, the, you, you make, make your It's vacuum. not the money that we make. It's your adoration yeah. is what we live on. Oh, there was... They had had a few people from Bethesda, like sort of, you know, it was like, I first played Doom when I was a kid and that got me into gaming. And now I work for id Software, Mm. you know, kind of that kind of Mm, stuff. And one of them was, I'm now a UI designer at Bethesda. And I was like, boo, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) Do better, do better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Poor girl, didn't deserve that. But sister. Well, because as I said, I've been playing Fallout with my wife, Yana for the past couple of weeks, and navigating that UI is not easy, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, for someone who doesn't play a lot of games, there's yes. a lot of UI issues. Yeah, that just don't need to be there, you know. Uh, so just, just I guess, everything that's bad about Fallout in that respect has been exacerbated trying to take yeah, you through yeah. the process of doing it. I'm like, yeah. oh, this really, you know, shows how bad it is, how, yeah. how, how clunky logical. it is. Yeah. yeah, not logical and... Uh, there's been a few like weird, like double named things that are confusing. She gets mixed up on kind of thing. Yeah. And anyway, that's been great. <laughs> it's super fun. We're level twenty now. We've got brewing. We've got cameras. We're running around doing quests and things like that. All you need for them now is to introduce soup. Oh, the well, non, there is,
1: non-galaxy fallout yeah. fallout crossover
0: need a soup machine. Because so <laughs> I make a lot of soup already in the game. A lot of corn soups. Great. It does both uh, food and water. Uh, really? Yeah. So I, it's been, I don't know if there's much more to say on that. We've been playing. The perk system
1: yeah.
0: is really starting to get on my nerves, though. Like it sounds more. really bad. Yeah. Okay. So here's the example, right? Okay. So with player vending, we now have more access to legendaries that we can get. They're not usually god roll legendaries. They're just you know, either bad legendaries that you're buying for script yeah. or they're okay okay ones that people are like, that doesn't fit my build or I've already got one that's better, so I'm going yeah, to sell that. It, it still means there's a lot of legendaries out there you need to grab. Yeah. So now I have um, Knuckles for Scorched that does like yeah. extra Scorched damage. I've got an Assaultron Blade for ghouls. I've got a couple of Grognak axes for robots. I've got a Deathclaw Gauntlet for super mutants yeah. so wherever i'm going wherever i'm fighting you i have a weapon gear for it yeah that has like 30 yep. percent extra damage for that particular type of enemy which is awesome like i love having all these different i've actually got two grognet axes for robots one with faster swing speed and one with more damage on power attacks uh, and i'm like tossing out which one do i want to use you know because uh, that one's a bit faster but that does more damage you know uh, so you have this great um Dilemma: of Having two great weapons and not showing which, ones which one to, to use. use. Yeah. So I think that's the play of ending has like solved for me the loot problem the loot issue because yeah. I've got good things that I yeah. want to play around with.
1: Choose which one you want to use exactly, yeah. exactly. As opposed to saying, "Well, which of these three crappy things is going to get me killed the least?"
0: Yeah, or just getting nothing. Yeah. You know, you go and kill legendaries. I sell a lot of legendaries and I buy them. I don't usually keep the stuff that I find in the world. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, so now I've got um, – I have a combination of one-handed weapons, two-handed weapons, and unarmed weapons. Because uh, the gauntlet is an unarmed weapon, and yeah. so are the knuckles. The axes are two-handed, and the assaultron blade is one-handed. one-handed. So now if I want to go and do anything or change them around, I need to go into my perk system, yeah, uncrypt yeah, the three yeah. that are there, because, of course, they're all three, they're all strength ones, yeah. and equip those three cards – all the time, like whenever I'm going around. For the most part, I roll with the Assaultron Blade and just, it's 40% swing speed. It does like decent damage yeah. to kill most things. But when I'm going for like to West Tech to do a run for Legendaries yeah. and fighting Super Mutants, I need that gauntlet to be yeah. working its number one best kind of thing. Or if you're doing a solo and you're killing robots, they're tough robots. You need the best. So you're doing this. You'd think they could link swapping. the perks to the equipment, wouldn't you? That would be one, one thing at least. So you say, when I equip this equipment, equip these perks. It just sounds complicated and, and, like, the UI would be difficult, I think, to yeah. sort of – because – and so this is the other one, right? So the other thing that I've finally got, got around to, like, investigating is mutations. Oh. So they the not in Fallout 4. I don't think it has no. any – Do you get mutated in Fallout 4, I think? I don't you, remember. Don't remember? Okay. Anyway, so this one, you can get mutated. If you get a certain amount of rads, just, you just get a random mutation. Okay. But if you go to the Enclave Bunker and buy a recipe, you can just make your own – Serums okay. and the serums give you a specific mutation. mutation. So I've got marsupial, which is extra jump height and extra carry weight. Okay. Right? Which is amazing because I it want makes, prehensile tail. Unfortunately, no. Oh, come on. No, sorry. You just get up really high. So you can actually jump on top of a one story building. Oh, from wow. the ground, kind of thing. So it's it a big, weird. a big jumping increase, yeah. and plus the extra carry weight. It's amazing. Now, when you're mutated, if you use right away, right X, or go through a rad shower, you get rid of your mutation, of course, because you you know get rid of your radiation. So <laughs> yeah. you think. So there's a perk, of course, called starch genes. It's a two star perk, yeah. and if you put that on, it blocks that from happening. Okay, so you don't lose your mutation. Yeah, there's also one called class freak, which reduces the negative effects of the mutation. So I don't remember what the bizarre. What the, the negative effects are but if you get the jumps yeah. you lose something else maybe you're dumber yeah maybe it's intelligence goes Runs down slower or something, yeah, like, something that. like that so you have these two perks that kind of negate that and make it worthwhile except that like so I've got three luck which is enough for a three star super duper yeah. uh, or uh, rank two starch genes so I can't lose my mutation yeah. and the one star of class freak so it's a little yeah. bit reduced right I have to constantly go in there and change them out when I'm crafting (laughs) to when I want to go out and explore. And if you forget- And you go through a shower. Gone. (laughs) You've got to go back and remake it again, Uh, which is not- It's not a big deal. It's insignificant. I mean, I sell the serums for 300 caps a piece, so they're not cheap to buy. Okay. And you need some like rarer materials to make new ones again. Yeah. But it gives you a very- Like, if I forget to put on the right- Damage yeah, perks. Because I don't forgot. do as much damage, and it's like yeah, not so bad. But if I yeah, forget, forget to do that, that one either, I make way less stuff because I don't have super duper, you know, um, yeah. chance of duplicating the item you're making, or I lose, my lose mutations. Mutation. Yeah, and it's so now I'm just in there all the time changing those ones out, mm-hmm. and as well as of course still changing out the ammo one for White Knight or the repairing one for White Knight or the you know repair guns to two hundred percent ones, and it's just it just went from being like occasionally annoying to almost constantly being annoying and constantly every time I leave my base I kind of have to go back and change it back out again so I'm really unhappy with it <laughs> it's it's not a deal breaker but, it, but if it, it was for someone it could massively be massively improved a deal breaker for people I would not yeah. you know wouldn't be surprised be surprised because yeah. it's just frustrating tedious. yeah yeah so i downloaded the um there's a a mod for perk loadouts yeah so I'm going to do that effectively you go into the screen you can press 1 to 0 yeah and it gives you that whole loadout whole loadout again sounds again tedious to set up but at least yeah you only have to set it up once should then when you go outside just remember to press 1 yeah you come back inside and you get a craft remember to press 2 you know kind of thing still got to go into the perk screen of course which means still going tab and then T and then backing out of the screen that I'm in that wants wants me to buy a new perk which I don't want to do yet because I don't know what I want to buy
1: yeah yeah You're
0: going to have to show me after the podcast so I can see just how frustrating it yeah, is. Yeah, sure, can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, definitely. Because it's uh, it's not it's not great. I mean, I, I like the idea that they have these different builds and I like the idea of having equipment and then making sacrifices about yes. what I do and don't have for my but build. But should be perks. They shouldn't be mandatory things to get the gameplay to work the way you want it you to know, work. Or make it, at least if it even had like the wheel like Again, Andromeda had where you had the different profiles. Yes. I would actually use that. I never yeah. used it in Andromeda, but in this, You'd I would. You change your profiles. Yeah. I go, oh, yeah. sub mutants. Okay, sub profile. Or maybe link it to a gun, like create a profile and then say, when I pick this, this yeah, yeah, gun, yeah, yeah. load this, like profile, this profile. Yeah. That m- mightn't be too bad either. Yeah. Uh, that would, you know, and just do it out of combat so that you yes. don't have this yeah, weird yeah, combat yeah. thing yeah. going on. Because uh, at, yeah, at the moment, it's just, I need to do something about it. I don't know what this is. Lo- I would just scrap the whole thing and yep. start it again and do something completely different, I think. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely like to see things like repair ability tied into your camp progression instead of being a perk. Yeah, that you got a it perk. quick yeah. It just seems wasteful. Abstracted. Yeah, yeah, and it only hurts, like it's it sort of makes sense maybe on the lower, like the, when you're leveling up, but I'm a level 130-odd now, right? I have all the perks now. So, of yeah. course, I'm going to want to equip them because yeah, I have yeah, them. You've I've got spent them points. Yeah. You know? So, now I really... like I guess you'd say like, oh, well, it incentivizes you to manage your perks and then you'll be more efficient doing it. But managing the perks is not fun. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be fun element to be worthwhile doing regularly. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so sp- you know, speaking of fun, tell me how your achievement hunting is going in your new JRPG. uh Well, it's there's lots of bronze trophies, so that's yeah. easy,
1: easy to get them. But the silvers, where are they? Well, no, it's unlocking the extra characters. So I had to oh. save up 1 million DCT, which is a lot when you get about... So I found one mission that's given me 90,000 a mission. So yeah. I had to do that oh. same mission 10 times wow. to get the 1 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But no, it's quite good that you... Lots of character in this squad mates. Oh, what what game is this again? Sorry, Valkyria Chronicles four. Four. Okay. So it's you know cell shaded graphics, very Mm -hmm. cartoony, Mm -hmm. very good, very sticks to the theme. They haven't they haven't broken away from the theme. Still very Valkyria Chronicles. So alternate universe, sort of. It's a Europe kind of ongoing um, war scenario, though. Evil Imperials versus the good Federation. Ah, uh, classic. Yeah. Yep, yep. So this one, so in the first one, your tank was a major player. You like Your tank was really, really powerful, mm. and you used your tank a lot, but it cost you two action points to activate the tank. Right. Whereas in this one, I hardly use my tank at all, which mm. is like it's actually my soldiers that are more powerful in on this one. So they've given you more options of what your soldiers can do. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, it's quite good. It seems to be a little bit easier. I don't know why. Like the... So the way they make it hard mm. is there's all this secret stuff hidden in the like trigger points in the battles. Yep. So it's a comic book. So you get comic book panels, and then one of the comic panels will be a battle, and um, um, and in that battle you have a you have a goal, and you have you can only take a certain number of your units on, and you, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily know what enemy units you're fighting. So that's how it starts off being hard. Like if you're fighting lots of tanks, but you haven't brought any of your anti-tank guys, then you're in trouble. Yeah. But then you've got orders that you can do that then kind of fixes that. But that uses your action points again. Mm. But now that I've got to the, I got to the pointy part of the game where now there's trigger points when the unbeatable Valkyria will suddenly appear on the map, and there's nothing you can do but avoid all of her attacks. Mm. And so then you get your your plans get absolutely decimated and you get trashed. So what I'm finding is that that is I try and finish it, but I don't. I die, which means I have to start again. Which means I now know where the trigger point is. So now it's not hard anymore because oh, I know where the trigger point is and I get prepared for the trigger point. It's just right where yeah. It so is. it's almost like they made it too hard because there's always an yeah. incentive to push. Yep. There's always an incentive to push yourself harder because you've got a longer range than the enemy has, but the enemy guns do all more damage than you do. So there's always an incentive for you to push. Yep. on your last few actions in your Mm. turn to push to kill those guys that you can just see Mm. because when they get their turn they'll run in and they'll do more damage to you and then if you've managed to kill them when you're out of their range yep 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 but of course what then happens is just like in XCOM when you push and you reveal all these aliens on the end of your turn Mm. now the aliens will get an extra turn so it's like that if you hit the trigger point and now suddenly the thing that you've just triggered now gets another turn again before you get to respond to it so I'm finding that's just a little bit too hard and that's Killing me, so then I have to start the whole fight again.
0: It seems like uh, revealing the Valkyria shouldn't be a like a instant loss kind of thing. It should. Well, be it's not more difficult. It's or not. The it's rules. just I made some bad. I made
1: some bad choices previously in yeah. the turn, and I revealed the Valkyria while I had one action left to go that turn, yeah. and so all of my dudes, so she's got an insta-kill attack yep. and I had all of my dudes sitting out in the open. Oh, right. And so on her, t- on their turn, she just kept spending actions to insta-kill my team. Uh, dead, 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 dead. And then you've got uh, hero units that give you extra action points. Yep. So she killed all my hero units oh. so I lost all my extra action points. That was it then. And so then I thought, nah, I'm, I'm the, doing this again. Uh, yeah, And then I like, yeah. killed her in two turns. I did it in two turns the next time. Because there's always a secret, there's always secret things on the battlefield. So like there's a secret... There's an undercover ledge that you run along the ledge, and then her instant kill attacks in the oh, ledge instead of you. Okay. And you run up okay. and you get underneath the cliff that she's standing on, and that she yeah. can't target you anymore. Right. And then you capture the enemy base. So you can actually do it in two turns. But you can't, you don't know that until you know that she's about to appear. So, yeah. It's good. I'm enjoying it. It's interesting. It's That's not your type of game. You wouldn't like it at all.
0: No, no, fair enough. I, you know, I can appreciate, though, that it's something I'd like if I'm supposed to strategize then I kind of need to know what's coming. Yeah, you need to know what's coming, yeah. Or you need good mechanisms to like – if if she popped up, you have like a retreat all button that you can use just once and it just pulls everyone back. Yeah, pulls everyone back. Yeah, I've I've got got some options
1: like that, Yeah, but it all takes action points. Yeah, right. And so because I reviewed it when I had Mm. one action point left, Mm. there was only one more thing I could do that turn before she got a turn. And they're not – so it was a combination of I was in a bad position plus she was a really powerful yep. enemy.
0: Yeah. So it was just yeah, a yeah. Bad, bad combination. Bad, bad luck.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other time it happened was I was pushing forward to capture a base and then a whole bunch of tanks appeared. And I had didn't have anti tank characters, so then that was again just if I'd pushed with a bunch of anti tank characters, then just, they would have been fine. I would just killed the tanks, and yeah. the push would have been worthwhile. But I pushed with scouts who have got no armor. They got a huge move. They got a short, you know, a long kind range of what of their you're gun. Supposed
0: to do, isn't it? Push with scouts.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they don't have any invisibility or yeah, stealth yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. it's uh, the most interesting thing about it is that there's interception fire. So while you're moving, any of the enemy units can intercept you. Yep. Which is really interesting. So you've got to manage that running around to get into a better position. But then when you go into attack mode, they stop intercept fire and you've right. got all the so control. So basically,
0: then. if taking it from XCOM, then everyone's in Overwatch all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they're Which always shooting how, at you. kind of how it would be in yeah. real life sort of thing. Yeah. yeah that's, it. That's, that's, that's a lot of extra... It's good. I like,
1: yeah. And then your characters go up, and your different character classes go up, and you get equipment, yep. and you can research new equipment, and you research parts for your tank, and it's a lot to it. I'm enjoying it. It's good. Yeah? Okay. So they. I'm halfway through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. sounds like they've just basically just taken number three and just made a couple of tweaks to it and put another so one out. It's
1: actually number one. So number one was the best one. Oh, okay. Then number one was PlayStation. Then number two was PlayStation Portable.
0: Oh. Which they added right. a few
1: new things, but it was still fairly similar.
0: That's interesting to put- and number two it's on just one, a, on a portable platform portable. and not, yeah, nothing else. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. And right.
1: then number three was came out in Japan only, I think, number three. And then they did hmm. Valkyria Revolutions, which was an action title which bombed abysmally because wow. it was nothing like mm-hmm. the other Valkyria Chronicles. And then they've done Valkyria Chronicles 4, which is a lot more like 1 yep. with some of the stuff they introduced in 2. Yeah. And then they've got new character classes, and you've oh. now got a battleship, and yeah, it's all sorts of fun okay, stuff. Okay, okay. But they've gone back to the traditional what made Valkyria Chronicles good, and yeah, it's done well, done well, it's good,
0: yeah, oh, excellent. I oh, do. It's nice to have good games, yes. not ones that. Yeah,
1: and it's exactly what I was expecting yeah. with a little bit of icing on top. So oh, oh, beautiful. Yeah, I wasn't disappointed. Still good. got like the major like half-hour-long cutscenes. It does have long cutscenes. Yeah. yeah. You'd have to put up with that. Yeah. Well, most of it is cutscenes. Most yeah, of it is just watching. It really is most of like an it. Like an anime cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Is story
1: good? Uh, so it's still the major Europa. It's the second Europa war. And your guys are from a town that got attacked by the Imperials. So your main guys are from a town that got attacked by the Imperials. Yeah. But. The main character, the guy who's your avatar, I guess, is the commander of Squad E, who's yeah. usually represents the guy you, you're supposed to be, he was picked on by half of the other dudes in the village. So he had to prove himself. <laughs> so there's, there keeps being flashback sequences yeah. and intermission sequences of why, how he's proved himself. And yeah. so, yeah, he took the whole squad to join the Rangers Corps, which is like the... That's like the Ranger, like the Navy SEAL. So yeah. it's, you know, superhuman soldiers do it. And he got the whole squad through. And so now everyone respects him. And uh, yeah, right. it's, 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 it's pretty much the same story that the Imperials are, the Federation is fighting back against Imperials and winning. And then the Imperials reveal their super secret Battle of the Planets G-Force <laughs> tank. And yeah, it's the same story, but yeah. it's an entertaining story. Yeah, good. And it well, looks good. The, the animation is fantastic. like the cartoon yep. is really good. Yep, so yep, yep. That's why I enjoy it. Fantastic. Yeah.
0: All right.
1: But the real surprise has been mm. Darkest Dungeon. Okay. That's that's very interesting. So this is the this is the roguelike This is the roguelike dungeon crawler. All right, okay. So you gotta there's a whole bunch I think there's twenty two character classes. So there's Oof. lots of different character classes. You only take four at a time into whatever you're doing. Yep. So that's a lot of combinations to play with. Yeah, yeah. They all work well off, like some of them work better off others. Yep, and yep. So there's all these damage over time. There's two different damage over time mechanics. There's like bleed and blight, so you poison them or you cut them. Then there's different types of enemies, and so some of the character classes do better against like the cleric and the paladin do better against the undead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you've got all those combinations as well. Uh, then you've got not only do you have to manage your hit points and your party order so you can't use all your attacks where no matter where you're standing so like the cleric for example if the cleric's in the front row, front row or the second row they can't use their healing skills they've got to be in the third row or the fourth row to use their healing skills oh. otherwise they have to use their combat skills so then there's these nice mechanics that some of the enemies move you around shuffle your order around and mm. so then you have to waste a turn getting your order back which is fine until they do the same attack and they shuffle your order again and yeah so there's lots of lots of management going mm. on and then you've got the stress mechanic. Oh. Which is really interesting. So you've got 100 stress uh, before you get into trouble. And then if you get to 200 stress, you have a heart attack and you die. Oh. <laughs> nice. Which is fine, that. except That's great. you've got there's a light management game in there as well. And as, the, as it gets darker, your stress levels go up. Oh. But as it's lighter, you have all these advantages, but the loot's rubbish. Yep, as course. you let it get darker, the loot gets better, but you've yep. got all this. So, what I'm finding is combat wise, I can manage the darkness. Yep. Like, I can survive the surprise attacks and I can survive the extra criticals and stuff. What I can't survive is the added stress. Mm. Because, you've, as I say, you've only got 200 points. And, like, if it's dark, some of these guys are doing 20 stress points with each attack. And when one of your guys gets stressed, yep. you get a negative – well, well there's a chance of getting a super positive trait, but oh. normally you get a negative trait like yeah. um, okay. sarcastic or um, oh. selfish or hopeless and you lose – depending on what they get, different things happen. So if you get hopeless, you lose total control of that character and the yeah. computer just decides what the character is going to do oh, every wow. turn. And if, they, and if you get like sarcastic, they'll always say something whenever anyone else attacks – and that'll increase their stress.
0: Oh, so then
1: you my, get compounding oh stress. That's amazing. So the guy that's, that's already stressed amazing. out is now stressing out everyone else. So it's so, so. I'm still struggling. So I'm doing mostly short dungeons with level one characters. I'm trying to build up my character levels. Yep. Okay. Because the level one guys are really hard to manage their stress on. Yep. So I can only really do short dungeons and I'm doing okay. I'm getting about 85, 95 stress and just surviving the dungeon.
0: Yeah, right.
1: But then some incidents happen back in town. So you go out for a week and you come back into town. So each each mission you do is a week long. And there's stuff that happens during the week that you're out adventuring. And so sometimes it can increase the stress levels of the guys that have stayed back in the Hamlet. So instead of them getting de-stressed, they've actually added to their stress. So then you've got harder to go out with freshly unstressed guys in the new dungeon.
0: Right.
1: So there's all this management stuff. And then you've got resources to increase the Hamlet's ability to do things like heal stress or increase your characters' levels or increase your equipment.
0: Sounds a lot more, because normally the ones I've played of this sort of nature are more like you just grab your dudes and you run as far as you can and you learn it. Learn the, the maze or the techniques and stuff. And you come back to where you got spend it. And then you just bang straight back. No,
1: there's a lot more this going on. Like, there's yeah. a lot more going on than that.
0: And, like it always feels. everyone feels always very throwaway. You're, like the guy dies and then you just pick the lineage of the next person or yeah, you no, just get this teleported is, back and the, you just, there's no consequence. There's massive consequence to losing yeah. your guy. So you lose that character class
1: access to that character class when they die. That's just it. Yeah.
0: Oh, so you've got to ones- wait
1: for another one to appear in the caravan. Oh, so there's okay. three – there's a certain amount will rock up every week in the caravan. Yeah. But it randomly chooses what character classes they are. So if you've been doing really, really well with a certain character class and then you get bad luck. Like there's mm. one – I made one mistake. I found a like a Cthulhu-looking altar – <laughs> and do you want to interact with the altar? And I no, said, No, I'm don't. going to interact with the altar using a torch. Oh. You know, I'm not just going to interact with the altar, I'm going to put a torch on the altar. Oh. And that went, okay, great. And then suddenly this, everything turned to a star field. Yeah. And this massive Cthulhu monster appeared. Wow. And I had to oh. fight this Cthulhu monster. And yeah, totally stressed out my characters and. Yeah, that was the end of that. Oh, I started damn. that game again because I lost my best, lost my best characters. Wow. Went back to town. I had level two characters, so I had only level zero and level one characters left in town. And, oh no! Uh, fortunately, it was early on. So, so
0: the game doesn't like end. You just go back to zero and you start building up your characters again. But though, but you've got your Hamlet's been upgraded a little bit. Yeah, at least that. yeah. So, so you don't lose your progress.
1: You just lose your characters. characters. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. your Hamlet progress maintains. Yep. And because like I've got. I got a roster of twenty three heroes at the moment. So mm-hmm. if I lose four, yeah, I just have to go back and deal with my remaining what nineteen yep. heroes. Yep. But of course, hmm. yeah, it's easier. It's harder to do than it sounds to level up your heroes. Yeah. Okay. Because you don't get to choose what dungeons you're going to do. It randomly also chooses what dungeons are available to you each week. Do you? So you choose who you send to which dungeon. Yep. And there's like six or seven choices you've got. Okay. But if you want to run a level zero dungeon yep. th- that's a short mission Yeah, and there's no level zero dungeon that's a short mission, you can't do that. So you've right. got to take your level zero character with a couple of your level one level two characters or if there's only medium length missions you've got, you have to take your characters that can survive the stress wow. of a medium length mission. I haven't even tried a long mission yet. Mm. It's the stress because you can heal hit points, yep. but it's much harder to heal stress.
0: But there are mechanics to
1: do that? So there's two characters. There's th- one character class or two or three character classes that can heal party stress. Yeah. One that does it really well can like heal 10 at a time hmm. and others that can heal one or two at a time which isn't great. Then there's two character classes that can heal their own stress but they can cure like 25 or 30 of their own stress. Right. Okay. So when you know it's going to yep. be a long dungeon you've got to take totally unstressed characters. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Your level determines how stressed you get. Yeah. So if okay. you're an experienced adventurer you don't get as stressed. Which so makes you, sense. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah, yeah. take them on longer dungeons. <sighs> But if you want... So say you want the abomination, but you've only got a level zero abomination. Yeah. You've got to level him up slowly. So you've got to take him with your more advanced guys. So he's getting stressed out. Yeah. And of course, if he gets stressed out, suddenly he can start stressing out your more advanced guys. I know. Yeah, Because he's turning into a werewolf when they're trying to camp and...
0: See, that's... That really kind of this stress mechanic's fast. It really replicates it like being an adventurer and like if you take a newbie on there, if they panic, yeah. it could cause everyone to die. Yeah. Like yeah. that makes sense. That's great. So it's
1: it's really gothic and it's really good. There's tentacles and there's slime and there's
0: Yeah, right. Goo
1: and yeah, it's re- it's really atmospheric. It's very That's- good.
0: That's great. That's, that's something that I haven't. Uh, have I heard of? I think stress has been something that I've played before, but never like that. Yeah, it's Not like really, unlike good, really some interesting sort of, mechanic. I love that the guys back at base can get stressed because bad things happen there yes. as well, kind of thing. Yeah. Just to kind of really throw a wrench in the works. Yeah. Oh wow, that's great. And I've got one yeah. guy
1: who gets stressed unless he goes on every mission. So if I don't take him on the mission, he gets stressed, and if I take him on the mission, he gets stressed. So I'm thinking he's going to get binned as soon as I find another man-at-arms, because he's so hard to manage.
0: So, uh So, the char- so the characters coming into your camp every week have different attributes about. So them each as well? character
1: class, so there's like 22 character classes, yeah. and each character class has seven or eight abilities, but you can only equip four, so each fresh one only comes with four. So, it's quite possible to have two identical character classes with completely different builds that work completely differently.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Very interesting. So, I got a character class called the Antiqu- Antiquarian, which is an um, assist support character yeah. and had no useful abilities at all. Oh. And I didn't know when I went on this mission. And so, she was just dragging me down because all she could do was force other people to defend her or <laughs> she could make herself invisible- Yep. or she could reduce the enemy's chance to get a critical hit but do no mm-hmm. damage doing that
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she had a four, she had a fourth ability to come over so she could not actually do any damage yeah. and she couldn't do any healing yeah. so she was completely useless. useless so I was getting stressed out by taking this yeah. trying to lug her around this dungeon and I like so that. I, have, that's, I had to go, yeah, go and tough. see what other abilities are. So change your abilities around, and yep. and of course, as you level them up, they get access to better. Their, their abilities become more relevant, and they do more damage, and mm-hmm. they got
0: better accuracy, and yeah, yeah, all that, all that good stuff. Yes,
1: and and the whole mechanic of where you are in the party is really good too.
0: Yeah, so it's, I mean, obviously, it's a turn-based game. Yes, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, but
1: you don't know what order things. You don't necessarily know what order things are going to go in. So there's a speed mechanic, yeah, which determines how fast everybody reacts. But you don't know what the enemy. Is. You can look at the enemy yep. to find out what their stats
0: are, but you don't get. But any it doesn't. Little... You
1: don't get an order indicator. It just tells you who's had their
0: turn and who hasn't yet. Right. So you don't necessarily know who's going to come up next, and and so when you say like where you are, is that like. Each character kind of takes a turn going to the front of the line. And no, then they so it's side line.
1: on. So you've got your four guys there and yep. the four enemies there. All right. And there's first, second, third, and fourth sure. position. And so you can pick your order that you normally want to run. Your marching in. order. Yeah, yeah you yep. have your marching order. and You uh, walk down the corridors in your marching order. order.
0: Oh, okay, okay. But, then, but your
1: paladin, for example, your yeah. crusader, he's got a sword attack, which can only attack the first and second of the enemy order. And he's got a stun attack which can only attack the first and second of the enemy order. Right. And he's got a scroll that he can read which only attacks the first and second of the enemy order. And when you kill things, they leave their bodies behind. So if you've got the Crusader and he's not in the front two ranks, he's useless. Yep. He has to move forward so he can use any of his attacks. Yeah. And if he's in the front ranks and you've got two corpses in the front two ranks, he's also useless because you have got to, he can only attack the corpses. So there's all this management. Of stuff going on all the time, so you've got move mechanics. Some of your some of your characters can pull enemies further forward. Some of them can wipe corpses off the board. So there's all these different things.
0: It's that's great because that kind of like tries to replicate. Then well, this guy's a melee guy, so he can't hit yeah, anyone can't in the back anyway. Right the back. Yeah. Or You know, range, you know. Uh,
1: And, of course, all the guys that attack you with stress all sit in the back ranks. So you have to be able to attack the back ranks. Otherwise, your whole party just gets stressed out.
0: So you really do need, well, at least at the start, I guess, a traditional kind of like tank range support healer kind of configuration kind of thing. But maybe as you get It's even more
1: complicated than that. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's some things have like massive armor. Yeah. So you hit them with a tank and you do no damage to them because they've got massive armor. So you need the... You need the blight to poison them, so they're taking ongoing damage, damage over time, so they're damaging themselves.
0: Can mm. you get into a situation where you just can't beat a dungeon? Like, are they all beatable, or is it like, he, like a, uh, you can escape? Oh,
1: okay. But if you escape from a dungeon before you complete it, guess what happens? You
0: get nothing. You and get and you stressed.
1: You get all your loot.
0: Oh, you get loot still? But, but you, you get, get stressed. stressed as well.
1: So now you carry- okay. And usually the reason you have to buy from a dungeon is because your stress levels are too high. Oh. So you buy from the dungeon and now your stress levels are even higher. Higher. So back to the hamlet. Yeah. And then you- all Unless you got enough money. So you you get bonus money at the end of the f- end of the dungeon for completing the dungeon. You get bonus money. Yep. Yeah. But if you leave the dungeon, you don't get that bonus money, which means you've probably spent more um, that week with your resources that you took into the dungeon oh, than God, you earned. God.
0: Right, right, right. So you have to pay everyone every weekend? Like there's like an upkeep cost of like the hamlet and stuff as well? No, you You'd- take gear with you and you've
1: got to buy okay. the gear. So there's torches and yep. shovels and holy okay. water okay. and anti venom and. Yep, yep,
0: yep. There's, all there's all
1: medicinal herbs and bandages. There's all whole lot of resources that you take with you oh, so you don't die from all the stuff that yeah. happens to you. And that'll cost you money. And the stuff you don't use, you can sell back to the shop. Yep. At the end of the mission, but if you escape, you don't sell it back to the shop at the end of the mission because you've escaped. So, yeah, I got, and of mm. course, to level up your armor and your weapons and your skills all costs money as well. Wow. And to go to the pub to gamble or drink or go to the brothel or go to the temple That's to a pray, de-stress. that all costs money to de stress. <sighs> and then you can get diseased or you can get bad, negative, positive, and negative traits, wow. which shuffle around all the time.
0: They've had so a the, lot of stuff to yeah, this Yeah, the
1: positive and negative traits aren't quite what I expected. So I thought like permanent damage you get, like you lose one eye so your accuracy is reduced by five. Mm-hmm. But it's not like that. It's like you get god complex <laughs> and you, you think you're a god. And so what will happen if you've oh, got the god right. complex is right. if, if, it, if it dings, you run to the front of the party and attack because you've got a god complex. Or selfish, and when you find loot, they run up and they steal the loot and you don't get the loot. So the- Negative and positive traits have very ways, interesting ways of interacting as well.
0: I, that's really like what's the word for it? Um, it's, it's humorous, yes, but
1: it's also it's emergent gameplay. So stuff yeah, happens that you don't know do what. like my hound master, he's got a negative trait that makes him scared of beasts. But he's a hound master, so he's always passing. He's going, ah, oh, I can't do this. I've got to pass. So I've got to take him to the sanitarium to cure him of his fear of beasts. But of course, I need five thousand coins to to cure him of his phobia yeah. of beasts. And I'm having trying to get five thousand spare that I can spend on him. So yeah, he keeps. He's a good character. Yeah, because his hound can do a lot of damage. But he's constantly getting scared <laughs> and now. missing his
0: own turn. That's. Fe- I just um, like what is it like? It, it's not like it's just a, it's not clinical like a oh, minus, like I said minus five to accuracy. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's, no. it's, it's like needs glasses and you need to go buy him glasses yeah. so he gets then gets the accuracy back again, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, like yeah. There's it's, all, it's all sorts sort
1: of, of weird interaction. So some of them are as basic as minus three accuracy or minus two speed. Yeah, okay. some of them are as basic as that, yeah. but some of them are really interesting, really clever. Yeah, very clever. Sounds like who who made this? Uh, Red Hook. And called. have they done
0: anything else?
1: Uh, well, it's a Kickstarter game, so I think this might be one of their first ones. They've done lots of expansion packs for it, because as I said, I got the expansion packs. As oh, part, that's right, yeah, Part yeah, of yeah. my deal. It feels
0: so. like it's a game that's yeah built for more expansion packs. Yeah, Just it's really
1: good. I'm yeah. really enjoying it. Right. But it can be very stressful well. when you're just surviving the dungeon then you do something stupid like put a torch on the Cthulhu altar. And you're well, you were, why did I do that? Because well, it's a roguelike, so you can't back out. No. Once you've made a bad decision, it. it's
0: stuck. Well, I suppose you didn't want to go touch it with your hand, so using the torch... Yeah, No, I went to Well, because you else. find the
1: barnacle-covered chest, and you whack it with a shovel, breaks all the barnacles off, and you get more loot when you open the chest. Right, okay. And you find yep. the decaying whale carcass, Yep. and you use the medicinal herbs, and it cures the disease of the decaying whale carcass. How do you find you that get out? you extra food. You've got to experiment. Oh. So it's all logical. Yeah. As far as I can tell, there's nothing illogical about it. So yeah. I thought lighting up the Cthulhu Temple, Something well, good might happen.
0: It, well, it was good if you wanted to fight Cthulhu, I, I suppose. Fight, if you had yeah. yeah, the thing, yeah. it would probably be the exact right thing yeah. to do kind of thing. Yeah.
1: And yeah, there's the holy altars. And if you use mm. holy water on the altars, you get extra stuff. So some of them are pretty logical. Mm. But there's also like writings on flayed human skin and bookshelves and stuff like that. I haven't still worked out what I'm supposed to do with them. Yeah, okay. But they're random. Like you can get positive traits or you can get negative traits. I read the, human, the flayed human skin and got plus 50 stress. That wasn't good. Then I had to manage this guy who was already already had over half his stress right at the start of the dungeon because he oh. read the read the flayed human skin.
0: Yeah, and right. I
1: thought, oh, why did I do that? And that's all these voice balloons. The characters are all out popping up. These voice balloons. Yeah, okay. and he said, oh, I should have known better. <laughs> and I thought, yep, I should have known better. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, never read anything up. Yep
0: flayed oh, human flayed skin. skin. I mean, you
1: oh, well, I read what? off of flayed human skin and I got plus 25% debuff resistance. Oh, wow. Which is okay. great. So
0: it's just literally yeah, it's just, just a random. Draw. Yeah,
1: it's random what happens as a result. And all the ones that have got – everything that's mm. got positive traits has also got negative traits. Yep. yep. Uh, and then okay. there's the locked chests. Mm. Do you know how long, it worked me, how long it took me to work out the locked chests? Oh, you use the skeleton key on the locked chest and it unlocks it yeah but do you know how many locked chests oh. I, I set the traps off on how many locked chests oh, was locked no. oh why don't I just use the skeleton a key. key on the locked chest oh you saying they were logical yeah, yeah it's pretty obvious yeah. <laughs> it and it's clever. consistent it is consistent if yeah. you use okay. the right object
0: you know what it is it's
1: always going to have the same response okay. so they don't randomise that and but if you, you have
0: to come into the dungeon with the right yes, equipment have, so yes. that you might be yeah, able to use yeah. it as well yeah. sort of thing. So.
1: so, yeah, you find pillars uh. of bones and collapsed ceilings and stuff and you need shovels to clear them. Yep. And if you don't have shovels to clear them, you've got to claw it apart with your own bare One hands. One
0: shovel and then it's broken and gone. You've got to yep. bring two shovels if you want to do two clearings. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 yep, yep, yep. Right.
1: Yeah. It's good. There's lots of lots, lots of, of resource management. Clever. clever and again there's good comedy and the and the cartooning's really good when they attack and they do stuff. And when you get the positive stress result, mm-hmm. like heroic or Something like that, like, yeah, there's a five percent chance of it being positive instead of negative. Yep, then that's great. Then they're curing everybody else's stress, or they're healing them for free, or they're getting yeah. extra attacks. And you just that's see, feel uh, super powerful when one of those things goes off.
0: Yeah, that's what it should be, too, because it's a rare thing that happens. It is, and when it happens, you're like, yes, so you've got to get
1: stressed first, first, which you're trying to manage not happening. That's what I mean. And then, if you do get stressed, but it rolls that 5% chance of getting a virtue, it's got a virtue. Yeah. Then it's really influenced. So, I had one guy, I had all of, all of my guys were on 80 stress. Yeah. And the first guy was the man at arms who gets stressed for not being on the mission. <laughs> I thought, oh, here we go. He was the first one to get stressed. But then he became. Um, heroic, yeah. And he every turn he kept inspiring the rest of them. He was just dropping all their stress. Oh, every turn he was wow. dropping their stress. So it made I could I could finish the dungeon, but that, because he became heroic, yeah, it was great.
0: Because those roguelikes are so ra- like random they stuff can random. happen. So yeah. random bad, yes, but also random, random good. Rubber. Yeah, and that makes it way more interesting. Yes, I think. definitely. Yes. That's really clever. Oh, it's what? good. Sounds like a positive, Doesn't it was more interesting of like the two that you're playing. That yeah, that's definitely. That's grabbing you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's good. Mm. And it's not getting boring at all because they are managing all the different character oh. classes and they all every yeah. character class fights a different way. And then if you get if you, if some by some miracle you actually have some spare resources left over, <laughs> you can buy new skills. So then you can even try different skills on the same characters. Mm. Yeah, there's lots going on. Very good.
0: Very lot, lots going on and more, more in depth than the ones I've played that's for sure yes. yeah because yeah, yeah. I've definitely been more focused on just keep just keep, keep going running forward. and keep running yeah, and keep, keep running going.
1: die keep going go back in just no real thought about it Just no there's lots of thought in there this is more like faster than light
0: Yes, which is that yeah, yeah, sci-fi roguelite.
1: Spaceships. And spaceship. Spaceship running. The this um, is a lot more like that, where you've yeah. got all the different interactions, all these different things are interacting you. In but different maybe ways.
0: a little bit. I don't know about fast and light. Was it. it was so long, very long, like yeah. to play one round. And then I think there was no, there was no do over. You didn't get to keep no, things he, that you it was, came. No, oh, it you unlocked new like. ships. Yeah, There's a rogue there's like, But yeah, like I like the rogue where they have. Like this one, it's got like the hamlet where you can upgrade and do things. Yes, and that stays. Into, yeah. Like, and that's building up. Yeah. So you yes, the combat and like the playing of the game yeah. is roguelike, but then there's something more to keep going afterwards yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Sounds like that's really
1: Well, cool. my worst yeah. faster-than-light experience was
0: mm. I'd never actually beaten that game. I have <clears> not I even man, I even used like uh some cheats, something like that, to give myself maxed out stuff and I still lost well that I got brutal. I got to the flagship yeah that and me. I had a rock
1: and a mantis who are my onboard yeah. specialists my beam over party yeah and I beamed them over and they killed they killed the dudes in the first first stage of the flagship oh, great wow. yeah beam them back everything's great then I found the flagship you gotta fight the flagship three times before you beat it oh that's right found the flagship the second time okay beam over my rock and my mantis they're busy killing all the enemy crew yeah Meanwhile, my ship's on fire, so I'm trying to put out the fire on my ship, and I've still got auto-fire on. And I auto-fire and damage the Federation ship so that it uh, warps away with my rock and mantis still on board.
0: Oh, no. And so
1: then that was my entire mechanic, and so then when I found it for the third time, it minced me. Yeah. Because I couldn't. Yeah, no, my no, tactic was to send them into the weapons room so yeah. that they couldn't fire back at me. Yep. And then they just kill everyone who came in to try and get in the weapons room to try and reactivate it.
0: That's a bit
1: That's the closest I ever got to winning. Yeah,
0: it. that's a bit rough <coughs> because like Yeah, Mans and some Rock die, like you should be still be controlling them, like and if you can take over the ship you should be able to get them back. Like, yeah, they
1: you should know have mean. still been there when I fought it the third well, time and I could have beamed them back. Something
0: like that. No, they were, they were they dead. were dead. Mm-hmm.
1: They were gone. And I even had my oh, teleporter, could have been so them back too. Yeah. If I'd known that it was about to warp out, but because I had auto fire on as well, yeah, but I was managing the fire on my own ship, so I wasn't seeing what oh, was going on. I'm trying to manage that. There's I'm a lot of stuff, stuff going, going on. on. All at once, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the closest if, I ever got to beating see, it.
0: I would play that more if, it's, if it was shorter. But Yes, the runs it's very long. But the so long. Well, I've in so fact, random. I've got some safe scums that I, I use. Yeah, I mean, you can do that, and that just makes the run longer. I think too much. No, it's just like I've saved it three quarters of the way through.
1: Yeah. So then I only have to play the last quarter over again.
0: Yeah, I guess because you know, uh, yeah, uh, there's no like going back and like building up and going into it more prepared than you were last time. No. It always, it so is I had like, a really good really run. zero again. I
1: had a really good run yeah. for three quarters of the map, yeah. map. So I just saved the save file. Yeah. And then I just copy the save file into and the just folder. And just keep going. And keep going. And I still haven't been able to finish, finish it. Finish it.
0: Even with that save file, okay, I still can't finish it.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, it's cool. too long. That one was it was very good, Fast and Light, but it was too long.
0: And to me, everything is negative in that game. Like like you talk about like the stress levels and then bouncing to a positive effect. Yes. I don't think there's anything in Fast and Light that does that. It's always you get something okay or something terrible. Like you rarely get something that's like great. No, if you'd have the right if you've upgraded the right things in your ship. Yeah.
1: Like there was one there was one Star Trek reference. Like the hmm. tribbles or something. I can't remember exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah, yeah. And I never upgraded my bed medbay to level three before. But this yeah. one game I had upgraded my medbay to level three. Yeah. And that's what you needed to get the Positive result from that encounter. Uh, so you had to have yeah. a specific upgrade okay. or a specific crew member or a specific something, and then there'd be this really positive outcome from that. It feels that.
0: like, okay. you know, I've got to take a gamble on having this upgrade to maybe then. Yeah, just in case I in get that encounter. To kind, yeah. Compared to the Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. No. It just
1: it's always, diff- you know, that there's always stuff going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, well, then, that's interesting. So you're going to keep. Knocking on those two then yeah. for a while. It sounds like you got a bit of.
1: No, yeah, so I got heaps. Got, I'm only halfway through Valkyrie Chronicles and I'm not even a quarter of the way through Darkest Dungeon yet. Oh, does it have an
0: end? Does it really? It does. Then? You've got
1: to get to the bottom of the Darkest Dungeon and, then and close the portal. that oh, you're. And you, so the whole yep. point is your relative who invited you to come to the manor yep. he got greedy and opened a portal to the Cthulhu <laughs> Realms. Basically, it's the Cthulhu Realms that he's opened the portal to. Yeah, right. Okay. And that's yeah, in yeah. the bottom of the Darkest Dungeon. Uh, so you've got to build up your power level so your are party strong after to adventure in the Darkest Dungeon, yep. get to the bottom of it and close the portal, and then the right. game will end.
0: Okay, okay. So, so that's really- what I'm
1: working towards. Yeah, yeah. But I'm nowhere near even being able to do the first level of the Darkest Dungeon that's- yet. How many levels are there? I don't know. I haven't gone into the darkest dungeon yet. It says you got to be, you should be level six to to tackle the darkest dungeon. Wow! Okay. And my highest character level is three at the moment. Yep. Okay. So you're a bit more. So down. there's the yeah. cove, which is the shoreline where you fight fish creatures, and then there's the ruins, which is the old manor house, which is where you fight the undead. Oh, yeah. Then there's the weald, which is the farmlands, which is where you fight the pig creatures, <laughs> and then there's another area as well. So there's four areas in the main game, and then there's the Crimson Court expansion pack, which adds the courtyard in. There's the Colour of Madness expansion pack, which adds the Farmstead in. Wow. So lots of variety in levels yeah. and areas to go in, And there's even different mechanics. So the Crimson Court and the Farmstead have a different mechanic. So the Farmstead is basically horde mode. They just keep it just keeps sending monster after monster after monster after wow, monster after right, monster after okay. you. And the Crimson Court is uh, you don't have to manage light levels, but you've got to get through all the revelers you gotta you gotta get through all the revelers until you find whatever whichever mini boss it is you gotta beat mm. so it's more like, the Crimson Court is more like the original one but you get you get um, cursed in that and you crave the blood so basically they're vampires oh basically. revelers
0: like the vampire hangers on that are all like you yeah, know they're yeah, feeding they're stock still, kind of thing they're and, all still
1: partying yeah 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 and, yeah. Yeah. and so right. my paladin has got the curse. So I have to keep feeding him blood in town. Oh no. Yeah. Right. And occasionally he goes mad in the middle of a fight and says, I need the blood and he attacks your own party. Which is not good when that happens. That's
0: fantastic,
1: like emergent yeah. gameplay stuff yeah. that
0: fits in the lore of the game. And yeah. is it interesting than just a minus five on hunger or something like that? You know, like this that's a, a number that changes. Yes. It's actually like a bit of a a story. Is it kind of like an emergent yeah. story to it? Yeah. Oh, then he got
1: Cursed and Well and because I've gone into the Crimson Court, not realizing it yeah. was an expansion pack, ah. then the insects, the all the blighted insects, the vampiric insects have all spread into all the other maps. Oh, no. So now I can be fighting the fish creatures and suddenly there'll be this pulsing insect hive. Right. And if I crack it open, all the crimson court monsters come out of it and i got to fight the crimson court. So you lower the infestation levels in the other area. Yep. And that yep. stops your guys that have got the cravings from going mad.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Wow. There's so yeah. much. There's a lot of depth to it.
0: And smart little um, bolt-on dungeons with different mechanics to keep it all fresh yes. as well so it's not the same yeah. thing you're doing it's now like a horde mode is different yeah like, kind of reminds me of like, a little bit like what fallout's done where they've got like you know yeah, survival yeah. and yeah. like same game but yeah. just we'll throw different, different rules around yeah. it and now we've made something new and different yeah mm, very good yes. that might be I'm definitely gonna have that that's my wish I don't yes. know if it's still turn-based you know me and turn-based don't have a best relationship but I'm I've got to check this out and I've definitely got to if don't sail yeah definitely I'd I'd say 15 bucks and you get your money's worth. Money's that worth of it.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. having a dollar amount of yeah. like $15, yeah. you get $15. Do- it's, I wouldn't pay I wouldn't pay, you know, $40 for it. Yep. Um which is what I think it is at full price, yep. but it's on sale often in the Steam Steam store. Cool. It just never it never broke my $5 rule, which is I don't buy games unless they're under $5 on Steam sales. But when it hit the PlayStation store mm. with all the expansion packs, and I just got some money as yep. a gift, so, so I thought, well, that's what I'm going to spend my gift money on
0: so you do yeah yep. a whole lot, yeah excellent, excellent, two solid titles and some more uh, improvement and fallout, I suppose
1: yes, yeah, and some exciting stuff to look forward to in the future, so definitely
0: i Oh, yeah, the styling on that just does it. That, that way, his jacket had like the light the on the inside of the jacket. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. just so
1: cool. Very cool. I
0: don't know. I just love all of that. I love it that the taxi. Um, like had all the bullet, like it's all bulletproof taxi yeah. because, like, obviously it gets into shootouts all the time. So has <laughs> yes. to be bulletproof, yeah, like, that's fantastic. So it just all that stuff looks great. Yeah. Looks great. All right, then. So until next time. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Luke, and thank you, Keanu. <laughs>